Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into 400 Souls, a rich and collaborative tapestry that interlaces 90 voices to chronicle the African-American journey spanning four centuries. This exquisite work sheds light on the multi-layered narrative of struggle, resilience, and spirited hope that has defined the Black experience in America. The book is a thought-provoking endeavor co-edited by two acclaimed scholars. Ibram X. Kendi, a champion of anti-racist ideals and a widely recognized authority on history and racial issues, brings the weight of his scholarly expertise and best-selling authorship to the project. Alongside him, Keisha N. Blaine, a distinguished professor of history and a prominent figure in African-American intellectual pursuits, lends her incisive historical lens in curating these powerful reflections. 400 Souls is not just a book, but a journey unto itself, speaking to those who yearn to understand the complex tapestry of America's past. It beckons Americans eager to confront and comprehend their country's multifaceted history. Politically aware individuals seeking to grasp the historical roots of present-day issues and readers seeking a deeper insight into the narratives that have shaped the Black experience. Join us as we condense this enlightening account of perseverance and the human spirit into a thought-provoking exploration of history, culture, and the pursuit of equality. Four Hundred Souls, A Community History of African America 1619, 2019 inches. Introduction. Discover the tapestry of African American resilience and identity. The year 1619 marked the somber inception of African American history, as the nascent colony of Virginia became the crucible where African lives would be forcefully molded into the bleak reality of captivity. A group of enslaved Africans, stripped of their freedom, were compelled to forge a new existence on foreign soil. It's from these roots that 400 souls endeavors to untangle the intricate web of events that have defined the African-American experience across four tumultuous centuries. This narrative collates the wisdom and voices of 90 minds, historians, writers, scholars, and activists, each weaving a thread into the vast tapestry of Black American history. Through a symphony of individual narratives, the collective work paints an evocative portrait of the triumphs and tribulations that mark the journey from enslavement to empowerment, from segregation to civil rights, and beyond. Along this historical journey, we'll confront the raw struggles against systemic resistance, understanding how the South, cloaked in the bitter legacy of slavery, pushed back vehemently against the Great Migration, an exodus of black individuals seeking sanctuary and opportunity in the northern states. This migration would lay bare the stark divides and entrenched racism that challenged the very foundation of the American dream. We'll travel back to explore how colonial America became the crucible for an evolving brand of racism, one that systematically dehumanized people of African descent and codified prejudice into law and culture. This calcification of racial discrimination laid down the roots for centuries of inequality, the echoes of which reverberate through the annals of American history to this day. Our voyage through the past also casts a spotlight on a more recent crucible, 
the disaster that was Hurricane Katrina. Here we find a salient chapter that stands as testimony to the enduring inequities that plague American society, exemplifying the intersection of race, poverty, and systemic failure in the 21st century. It serves as a stark reminder that history, while distant in years, remains ever-present in its consequences. By threading these crucial episodes together, we don't just revisit history, we engage with a vibrant discussion on identity, struggle, and the fervent hope that has sustained a people through the darkest of hours. Prepare to immerse yourself in the resilience of a community that, even in face of relentless adversity, continues to shape its destiny with indomitable spirit and unwavering fortitude. Part 1. Slavery's Roots Run Deep in the American Narrative The quintessential American saga often evokes images of the Mayflower, with its promise of religious freedom and the brave embarkation of the pilgrims onto New England soil in November 1620. This ship and its passengers have come to symbolize the pioneering spirit that many associate with the founding of the United States. However, a year before this historic landing, a lesser-known yet equally pivotal moment in history unfolded on the coast of Virginia. The White Lion, an English vessel not unlike the Mayflower, anchored with a precious yet tragic cargo. Approximately two dozen Angolan captives were brought to these shores, marking the beginning of what would become an inextricable part of the American story. The key message we must acknowledge is this. The American tale cannot be told without recounting the entrenched legacy of slavery. The contrast between the arrival of the Mayflower and that of the White Lion is stark and telling. While the pilgrim's journey is celebrated as a brave quest for liberty, the Angolan captives aboard the White Lion were denied their identity and freedom, the very ideals the American story purports to hold dear. Many people of African descent had already encountered the so-called New World earlier than 1619, through the dawning slave trade initiated by Spanish and Portuguese colonizers as early as the 1520s. And as colonial ambitions flourished, the horrifying custom of enslaving Africans and exporting them to the Americas escalated, becoming the most extensive forced migration in human history. The horrors of slavery are profound and complex, rooted in the dehumanization of an entire race, where native Africans were degraded into mere property and objects of labor. This morally corrosive institution was bolstered by a sinister ideology that established blackness as the antithesis of whiteness, placing it on a perceived lower rung of human existence. Despite the egregious violation of their basic human rights, it was the labor and expertise of enslaved Africans that fueled the growth and development of colonies like Virginia. As the population of enslaved blacks grew, so did their indispensable role in the agrarian economy of the colonies. Their agricultural acumen and various other skills became invaluable to settlers. By the mid-17th century, laws began to take root in Virginia, cementing the status of slavery as a hereditary condition. It becomes clear that from its very founding moments, America's wealth and expansion were built upon the forced servitude and exploitation of black bodies. Their stories, their suffering, and their contributions are woven deeply into the American fabric, setting a foundation for the complex racial dynamics that would perpetuate 
throughout the history of the nation, as we will see in the pages to follow. Part 2. Laws Cemented Slavery into the Societal Framework of America Picture Liverpool, a maritime city in England, draped under the weight of drizzling skies, miles away from the sweltering plantation fields of Virginia. Yet even here, echoes of history linger in the form of African faces chiseled into the very stones of its city hall, a silent testament to a sorrowful past. Just down the way stands a bank, adorned with the heart-wrenching image of young boys in chains. Liverpool, too, cannot scrub away the shadows of its involvement in the slave trade. During the 17th century, England dominated the transatlantic slave trade, with Liverpool's ships bearing over one and a half million Africans into bondage across the oceans. The city's prosperity was indelibly tied to this monstrously efficient industry of human exploitation, spurred by an insatiable hunger for profit, with a complete disregard for the devastation it wreaked. Here's the essential insight. Slavery was deeply embedded into the social fabric through a succession of oppressive, anti-black laws. The colonial machine was an immensely profitable venture for England's elite. Colonies like Virginia shimmered with untapped potential, brimming with resources and crops destined for European markets. The lower classes, primarily indentured servants and enslaved people, bore the brunt of this relentless drive for wealth, toiling under harsh and inhumane conditions. Economic strains reached a breaking point in 1676, when the simmering discontent erupted into Bacon's rebellion. Led by Nathaniel Bacon, this insurrection unified the lower echelons of colonial society, both white servants and black slaves, in a concerted challenge to the governor's authority. Although the rebellion was quelled, the very notion of a biracial alliance struck fear in the hearts of the ruling class. In response, the Virginia Assembly enacted a series of laws that would firmly fracture this potential solidarity. The law for preventing Negro insurrection was particularly oppressive, curtailing the freedoms of black individuals to prevent any future collaborative revolts. The focus on enacting restraints solely on black persons helped to create an early racial divide, sowing the seeds of a hierarchy that favored white laborers and deepened racial divisions. Such legislation built upon earlier efforts to entrench the subjugation of black people. In 1667, the assembly declared through a punitive law that receiving Christian baptism could not emancipate an enslaved person. Although the Christian faith promoted a message of unity, this decree deliberately placed black individuals beyond religious salvation as it pertained to their liberty. While religion played a role in providing the enslaved with a glimmer of hope and belonging, the law ensured it would not be a means to their emancipation, further cementing their status within the rigidly stratified colonial society. Part 3. The spirit of resistance thrived in the shadow of subjugation. Under the cover of darkness, in the spring of 1712, a band of enslaved men, likely from the Akan Asante ethnic group from West Africa's Gold Coast, committed an act of defiance that would reverberate through the streets of New York City. They set fires at the city's outskirts, 
emboldened by the desire for freedom. When curious white residents arrived at the scene, the rebels responded with an arsenal of primitive weapons. The governor declared martial law as the insurrection shook the colony to its core. The rebellion was stamped out with ruthless severity, ending in the execution of over 70 of the enslaved men. Their battle for liberty came at a harrowing cost, but it was a testament to a perennial theme. Throughout history, oppression has ignited the flame of resistance. The recurring message we heed from this history is clear. The weight of oppression and injustice was inevitably met with black determination and struggle. During the 18th century, the scourge of chattel slavery pervaded the Americas, and the northern colonies like New York were not spared. Enslaved individuals were brought in droves and traded in markets, the iron grip of a racial caste system enforced by a merciless slave code. This code curtailed the rights of black people, preventing congregations and even expressions of dissent towards their white captors. The public spectacle of these auctions was a grotesque testimony to the inhumanity inflicted upon African people, who were commoditized and showcased to entice potential owners. Buyers indulged in wine and spirits while they bartered over the lives of human beings. However, brutality beget resilience. By the year 1724, enslaved individuals had orchestrated more than 50 sizable uprisings in cities and on ships. Acts of marinage, the brave and often perilous flight to freedom, grew in frequency. Those who managed to escape formed free communities, hidden in havens like the Blue Ridge Mountains. These settlements stood as beacons of hope for those still ensnared in bondage. Spirituality and melody were also wellsprings of strength for the enslaved. Despite the suffocating conditions of enslavement, African cultural practices, beliefs, and artistic expressions persisted and intermingled, leading to a burgeoning of musical and artistic diversity within these communities. Although much of this cultural wealth was suppressed or erased, its influence is undeniable, echoing down the annals of time and profoundly shaping the rich tapestry of American music and culture. Part 4. Breaking the Shackles of Enlightenment-era's Scientific Prejudices Thomas Jefferson, the renowned founding father and architect of the Declaration of Independence, posited the radical notion that all men are born equal. Yet, perplexingly, Jefferson himself held that black people were inherently disqualified from participating in democracy a stance anchored in supposed natural distinctions. This stark duality underscores an age of intellectual paradox, the Enlightenment. The Enlightenment signified an epoch of scientific breakthroughs and ambitions to rationalize the world, but it was not exempt from grave missteps. Pseudo-scientific declarations that served to cement racial disparities were heralded by even the most esteemed minds of the time postulating that societal inequality was simply a manifestation of black people's natural inferiority. But history tells us a different story, one where African-American ingenuity and strength fly in the face of such flawed Enlightenment-era logic. Embrace this truth. Black achievements unequivocally challenged the so-called scientific racism that pervaded the Enlightenment. In the 1700s, Influential thinkers leaned heavily into dubious science to prop up a doctrine of innate white supremacy. The logic was dangerously simple. Divine and biological prerogatives 
had conveniently granted lesser virtues, such as reason or restraint, to black individuals. This rationalization was similarly extended to defend the forceful usurpation of indigenous lands. Yet, individuals like Lucy, Terry Prince, shatter these misconceptions. Born on African soil and forcibly enslaved as a child around 1730, Prince's narrative is one of triumph over systemic barriers. Freed through the purchase by her husband, Abija Prince, her eloquence as an orator, her creativity as a musician, and her craftsmanship as a poet gained her acclaim in Vermont. Remarkably, in the 1790s, wielding her rhetorical prowess, she won legal battles in the state's Supreme Court, an incredible accomplishment engraved in an era rife with prejudice. Then there's the poetry of Phyllis Wheatley, whose verses are imbued with beauty and emotional depth. Wheatley, who lived her life in the thrall of slavery, crafted poems that resonate through the ages, from a mother's and daughter's tearful reunion to the poignant expression of life curtailed by the lack of freedom. And in 1780, an enslaved woman, known only as Mumbet, displayed a profound understanding of the Enlightenment's own principles. Mumbet astutely recognized the hypocrisy in Massachusetts' newly adopted constitution, which championed freedom while endorsing her own bondage. With legal assistance, she took her plea to the courts. The argument was incontrovertible. Mumbet emerged victorious, securing not only her freedom, but also, in effect, signaling the demise of slavery in the state, embodying a powerful repudiation of the systemic racial prejudices of her time. Part 5. The Rise of a Nation Shadowed by the Persistence of Slavery In 1789, a pivotal moment in the evolution of America took hold as the first presidential election unfolded. The electorate, however, was a narrow slice of the population, white men with property, all above the age of 21. The resounding choice for the presidency was George Washington, a figure admired for his wealth, his stature, and his Revolutionary War heroics. Yet, this icon of liberty was, paradoxically, a slaveholder, a reality shared by a majority of early American presidents. For a country gestated in the womb of liberty and egalitarianism, the prevalence of slavery amongst its leaders is a bewildering contradiction. Even the revered Constitution, while eschewing explicit references to slavery, guarded it under the protection of property rights, ensuring its continued role as an economic linchpin in the fledgling nation. Herein lies the bitter truth. After the American Revolution, slavery not only endured but advanced. As nations across the globe grappled with the injustices of slavery, the United States doubled down on this odious institution. The French Revolution led to the curtailing of slavery, and Haiti's groundbreaking revolution abolished it entirely, resulting in the first black-led republic. Contrastingly, the American legislative body fortified the chains of slavery, epitomized by the Fugitive Slave Act of 1793, a law so heinous it mandated the capture and return of escaped slaves to their captors and criminalized assistance to these fugitives. It was a law that unequivocally placed the perverse concept of property rights in human beings above all else. Slavery's tendrils grew as the nation expanded, 
the North witnessed the proliferation of bounty hunters profiting from the recapture and sale of black individuals, while the Southern aristocracy thrived on the exploitation of enslaved labor through large-scale cotton cultivation. Esteemed academic institutions were not exempt from this narrative. The likes of the University of Virginia, Georgetown College, and Rutgers University owe their foundations and financial underpinnings to the efforts of enslaved workers. Amidst the oppressive confines of slavery, however, black societies forged resilience and vibrance. Enslaved individuals, whether torn from Africa or born into bondage, imbued their existence with profound meaning, spiritual depth, and affectionate bonds. Recent scholarship unveils a rich tapestry of diversity within these communities, revealing narratives of homosexual, transgender, and queer experiences, a beautiful affirmation of humanity that endured in defiance of brutal oppression. Part 6. Pioneering Black Voices Led the Charge for a New Vision of the Future A clarion call for self-representation echoed across New York in 1827. We wish to plead our own cause. It was a bold pronouncement from the inaugural editorial of Freedom's Journal, the city's inaugural black-owned newspaper, brought to life by John Russworm, an esteemed graduate from Bowdoin College, and Samuel Cornish, a dedicated Presbyterian minister and journalist. Freedom's Journal burst onto the scene as a platform for black individuals and their allies countering racist narratives and calling unequivocally for the cessation of slavery. It garnered a readership that stretched across 11 states and even touched the distant shores of Haiti and Europe, fostering similar publications in its wake. The newspaper was more than a publication. It embodied a burgeoning black movement. It epitomized the convergence of steadfast leadership, keen intellect, and strategic mobilization that was shaping America's burgeoning black consciousness. The focal message here is clear. As the confrontation against slavery escalated, black intellectuals began envisioning a host of future possibilities. The years leading up to the Civil War saw slavery, liberation, and black selfhood take center stage in national conversations. With two million enslaved individuals, as of 1830, the country was a hotbed of resistance and calls for reform. In the South, revolutionary figures like Nat Turner and Denmark Vesey spearheaded revolts, while the North saw a coalition of free black individuals and progressive whites champion the cause for radical change. This was the era that witnessed the advent of the National Negro Conventions. Spurred by influential publications such as Freedom's Journal and The Liberator, these conventions united black leaders, clergy, and entrepreneurs in spirited discussions on pressing political matters. Diverse contingencies voiced their support for various strategies ranging from outright abolition to considerations of racial separatism or even resettlement in West Africa. These summits not only disseminated critical thought, but also created an interconnected web of individuals that transcended both geography and social divides. One notable member of this network was the astute Maria Stewart. Her incisive essays and public orations meticulously untangled the layered obstacles black women faced. In her 1831 treatise, Religion and the Pure Principles of Morality, the Sure Foundation on Which We Must Build, Stewart confronted endemic racism and also highlighted the insidious sexism 
prevalent within her own community, thereby laying the intellectual foundation for future discussions on race and intersectionality. Away from the limelight of these debates, legions of individuals contended with the reality of racial discrimination in their day-to-day lives. Some resorted to subterfuge or reliance on light skin to assimilate as white, while others embraced their black identity despite the adversities. One thing remained constant. Each faced formidable decisions about how to navigate and survive within a fundamentally unjust social order. Part 7. Emancipation was a milestone, not an endpoint, in the fight against racial injustice. When the American Civil War erupted, President Abraham Lincoln hesitated to integrate black soldiers into the Union Army. An initial offer from 300 free black men to safeguard the nation's capital was rebuffed. Nonetheless, as the conflict intensified, so too did Lincoln's stance. By 1863, with the proclamation of emancipation and the incorporation of black troops into segregated units, the character of the war and the nation shifted. Nearly 200,000 black soldiers, both free and formerly enslaved, tipped the scales in the Union's favor through decisive battle contributions. Many of these brave men ascended to become pioneers in black political representation, but their journey through the thorns of inequality was far from complete. As Frederick Douglass prophetically suggested, beyond the abolition of slavery lay a vast expanse of change yet to be conquered. The core lesson to be gleaned is this. Emancipation's triumph did not extinguish the flames of entrenched white racism and violence. As Douglas forecasted, the aftermath of the Civil War, despite the abolition of slavery and the guarantee of citizenship and suffrage through amendments, precipitated a backlash from white supremacists. Black veterans, uniting under organizations like the Union Leagues, advocated ardently for communal protection and political agency, leading to an impressive surge in black voter registration. Nevertheless, the resurgence of black civil engagement was met with vehement opposition. Organized groups, infamously known as the Ku Klux Klan, amongst others, waged a campaign of terror against black populations, callously assassinating black political figures and intimidating black voters. White supremacy asserted itself through these acts of terror, toppling progressive governments and forbidding black Americans from elected positions. Justifications for these atrocities emerged from the twisted narratives of Southern intellectuals and the spread of moral panics, which painted black men as threats to the virtue of white womanhood. The result was a gruesome legacy of lynchings that marred the American landscape for over a century. Amidst this blood-soaked soil rose Ida B. Wells Barnett, a journalist whose determination and intellect manifested in the expose Southern Horrors. Her investigative work peeled back the curtain on the realities of lynching, revealing the falsities of anti-black stereotypes while underscoring the added burdens shouldered by black women. She championed the call for self-defense among black communities and the strategic pursuit of economic autonomy. Wells Barnett's conviction transcended the written word as she later became a founding force behind the NAACP, engraving her place in the chronicles of civil rights activism. Part 8. A Tidal Wave of Movement and Change. The Great Migration's Impact on America. On a sweltering summer day in 1919, 
Eugene Williams sought solace in the cool embrace of Lake Michigan. The 17-year-old inadvertently wandered past a racially demarcated line in the water, prompting a fatal assault that sparked outrage and violence, the gruesome hallmark of the Red Summer in Chicago. Williams's death captured the harsh reality that the specter of segregation and racial violence was just as ominous in the North as it was in the Jim Crow South, despite the North's allure of greater prospects. This event underscores a monumental shift. The Great Migration revolutionized the American cultural landscape. The turn of the 20th century saw entrenched racial segregation, particularly in the South, following the separate but equal doctrine ratified by the Plessy v. Ferguson Supreme Court decision in 1896. Refusing to submit to an existence marred by subjugation, countless black families embarked on a quest towards northern cities such as Chicago, New York City, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, lured by the promise of industry and modernity. Over the course of several decades, this exodus would witness more than six million black individuals charting new paths. Down south, where the economy was deeply reliant on black labor, often exploited and undervalued, there were concerted efforts to restrict this migration. In some instances, potential migrants in Georgia were arrested for the mere act of purchasing train tickets to the north, while Mississippi went as far as to stymie trains from boarding black travelers. Yet, the North was far from the promised land of racial harmony. Segregation was disguised in the form of economic and housing policies like redlining, relegating black families to derelict, underserved neighborhoods. A mix of class anxiety and racial prejudice led working-class whites to guard their jobs jealously against the influx of black workers. The long-lasting effects of these practices still echo today evident in the ongoing racial disparities in education, wealth, and homeownership. Against the backdrop of these structural adversities, the vibrancy and resilience of black communities could not be stifled. The Harlem Renaissance flourished in the 1920s as the heartbeat of black intellectual and artistic expression, with magazines like Opportunity and The Crisis championing the voices of luminaries like Langston Hughes and Zora Neale Hurston the sounds of jazz and blues, thanks to virtuosos like Louis Armstrong and Bessie Smith, became the pulse of a generation. Even under the oppressive shadow of Jim Crow, black creativity and expression carved out an indelible niche in American culture, proving that art and intellect can flourish even in the harshest of soils. Part 9. Bridging the Past and Present in Black Feminist Activism The path to equality is paved with the efforts of countless individuals whose struggles and insights transcend time. C.G. Jennings's legal battle against school segregation in Texas, James Baldwin's profound reflections on black identity in Notes of a Native Son, and Stokely Carmichael's passionate advocacy for black power in Mississippi all represent essential bricks in the long road of black liberation. Each era births new voices that echo the enduring call for justice and equality. Enter the transformative power of the Kumbahi River Collective, a beacon of black feminist activism that arose in the post-civil rights era. As the 1970s dawned, the civil rights movement reached a critical juncture. Influential figures such as Ella Baker, 
Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X had navigated the turbulent waters of civil rights to monumental victories like the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Despite these strides, deeply entrenched discrimination continued. Drawing inspiration from Harriet Tubman's historical acts of liberation along the Combahe River, a vanguard of Boston-based black women mobilized to form the Combahe River Collective in 1974. Their goal was to address the unique challenges and intersections of oppression that black women faced. Through study groups, educational retreats, and protests, they sought to not only raise awareness, but to actively dismantle these systemic barriers. The collective's growth in the realm of activism was swift and impactful. They rallied to prevent the unjust criminalizing of two local black women and took a staunch stand in the legal debate around Dr. Kenneth Edelin's wrongful manslaughter conviction, a case tied to the provision of legal abortions. The Combahee River Collective's most enduring legacy is the crafting of the 1977 Combahee River Collective Statement. Masterminded by Beverly Smith, Demita Frazier, and Barbara Smith, this manifesto crystallized a call for a comprehensive approach to activism. It posited that the liberation of black women involves a multifaceted struggle against not just racial injustice, but sexism, economic exploitation, and homophobia as well. By advocating for an intersectional perspective, the Kumbahi River Collective shaped the course of black feminist thought and action, a profound influence that resonates with activists today, bridging the aspirations of the past with the transformative movements of the present. Part 10. A Continuing Legacy The Black Lives Matter movement's claim on history. The cataclysm of Hurricane Katrina in 2005 offered a stark reminder of the long-standing neglect of black communities in America. As the storm wreaked havoc on New Orleans, the government's failure to provide timely and adequate aid underscored the reality of racial disparity. The ensuing displacement and the particular struggles faced by women laid bare the systemic indifference to the welfare of black citizens. Katrina was not just a force of nature. It was a grim illustration of human failure to uphold the bedrock principle of equality. This is the continuation of a centuries-long quest. Black Lives Matter carries forward a struggle that spans four centuries. Throughout American history, Black individuals have endeavored to thrive against the currents of a society often hostile to their very existence. The relentless efforts of past generations have abated some, but not all, of the virulent prejudices and systemic injustices embedded in the nation's roots. Today, a new wave of advocates persists in that very struggle. In the recent past, legislative actions, such as Ronald Reagan's War on Drugs, and the 1994 crime bill disproportionately dismantled black communities, drawing stark lines of inequality through aggressive policing and expansive imprisonment. This has unduly ensnared countless black lives in the criminal justice system. The inception of Black Lives Matter in the wake of Trayvon Martin's death at the hands of a civilian vigilante in Sanford, Florida, marked a pivotal chapter in the activism for black lives. Outraged by the acquittal of Martin's killer, Alicia Garza, Patrice Coulors, and Opal Tometi, 
propelled the message that black lives should be valued and defended. Their rallying cry evolved into a global movement that seeks to affirm and protect black existence. Under the banner of Black Lives Matter, the stories of Michael Brown, Renisha McBride, Sandra Bland, and many others have been brought into the collective awareness, creating a sobering testament to the ongoing struggle against systemic racism. Despite encountering criticism and active resistance, including from those holding political power, the movement manifests the enduring spirit of collective action that has historically spurred societal change. Black Lives Matter heralds the latest unfolding in this historic fight for justice, joining the myriad voices that have, over the course of 400 years, echoed the unyielding demand for that elusive American promise, true and equitable freedom for all. Final summary. Over four centuries, the narrative of African Americans has been inextricably linked with the broader American story, yet it frequently remains obscured. The legacy of this community is one of immense complexity, resilience, and profound influence on the evolution of the United States. At its core, this journey begins with the shackles of slavery and extends through the endemic racism and systematic inequalities that have been entrenched in the fabric of American society. It is a history marked by relentless adversity but also by the relentless struggle against that adversity. But the narrative is not solely defined by oppression. Parallel to their fight for justice, black Americans have tirelessly carved pathways of progress, making significant social, political, and intellectual contributions that have helped shape the destiny of the nation. From the resilience shown during the Great Migration to the groundbreaking perspectives offered by the Combahee River Collective, Black thought leaders and activists have consistently redefined the boundaries of freedom and equality. Even now, as the Black Lives Matter movement continues to advocate for justice, it stands on the shoulders of a historic continuum of Black struggle and triumph. This vibrant heritage and ongoing quest for equity are as integral to the American fabric as the stars and stripes essential to understanding the past, present, and future of the United States. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.